How's everyone? A lot different from last time. Last time I was on Facebook before we even started. I was talking to someone in the bathroom. I, I was singing a song over here. I even asked my wife if I had a boogie in my nose. And we was getting text messages saying, hey, no, he don't have nothing in his nose, but he's sounding pretty good. But that was a lie on the singing. But uh, anyway, so I learned where the mute button was this time, thankfully. Uh, so <clears throat> Pastor Jeff is... Uh, on a little trip with his dad, and uh, he asked me to uh, say a few words today. And uh, you can put the other one up there if you would, please. <laughs> but uh, he told me to tell a little bit about the ministry we have in Metter. Uh, it's called JC's Ranch. It's uh, Jesus Christ's Ranch, where second chances are possible. It's a one-year program, and. Uh, we're teaching the men about Lord Jesus Christ, for one thing. And that's the most important thing that I see that is in the Word of God. To teach men about Jesus Christ. To let them know where they need to be in their relationship with Jesus. And that's what we push. We push Jesus Christ every day. Every day, many times a day, we go into the Word of God and talk about Jesus and what our relationship is and building a relationship with Jesus. Because that's what it's all about. We give our life to Jesus, and then we just fade away sometimes. But that's not what it's about. Our relationship with Jesus Christ should go on and on and on. It should be a, a bill that we build and we continue to build throughout our life. Once we give self, uh, ask Jesus to come into our life and he, he saves us, then that's where it starts. Our relationship should build every day. Without a doubt, <clears throat> we should understand that the words of God are there for our learning, for our purpose to learn about him. Not just to read through them and say, I read the Bible, but to read the words and meditate on the words and understand what he's trying to tell us each day. And that's what we do at the ranch. And it's an ongoing thing every day. Now, we also are um, building Connex houses. And that's where the men will be staying. And that's also teaching a trade so men can learn a trade. And when they get out, they'll have something else to fall back on. But Jesus Christ being the most important thing. And uh, we go to programs. We go to a Celebrate Recovery program on Monday night. Uh, on Tuesday night, twice, uh, twice a month, we have a men's group. And then we go to another men's group at another church. And then on Wednesday night, we go to a men's group. And then on Thursday night, we go to another program. So we're staying in church. And just to, just to tell you, if you have a relationship with Jesus Christ and you're just coming to church, and that's all, I'm telling you, you need more. And I can't tell you enough how much more you need. Because the devil's out there and he wants to, he wants to get a foothold in our brains. And if we leave any slack room in there, of this world, he's going to grab a hold of it and he's going to step up in there and he's going to give you the thoughts that you don't want to even have in your brain. So it's very important that we stay in the word. Not just coming to church one day a week. Open up that word every day. Start reading it, understanding what he has for you to do. And that's what we do at, at, at the ranch. And we do it every day. And... Uh, you know, my growth and my relationship with Jesus Christ since we started the ranch is overwhelming because 
I have to stay in the Word more now than I ever have because we have questions that come up and we have to, I have to give answers. And I can't do it, but the Lord gives me answers as if I stay in His Scripture and reads it. So there was a, a, a question the other day, and I thought about it after the question, after I gave my answer. And it said, it, it was, um, I want to be a warrior for Jesus. I want to be a warrior for Jesus. Uh, is there a difference between a warrior and a child? Well, let me just say something. As a child of God, we're all warriors in a certain sense because that's when the battle starts. That's when we're fighting. But what kind of soldier do you want to be? And I, I, I hope I don't leave out any, any uh, special forces or anything. But do you want to be uh, the elite, the uh, 165th or uh, the, the Night Stalkers? Or do you want to be uh, the, the, the Green Berets and, and all these special forces? Or do you just... And I'm not saying it's not important to be that one sitting behind a desk somewhere. But do you want to get out front and fight the fight that we all have to fight? Because our fight is real. And it tells you in Ephesians, when we put on our armor of God, that that is the fight. That's fixing to happen. When we ask Jesus to come in our life, that's when the true fight starts. So we better be prepared. And the only way we are going to be prepared is to study the Word of God. And it tells us in Ephesians 6 that that is our sword. That is our sword so we can fight. So, I put this up here. The Lord gave me. End times. You know, and it says not when but where. And that's not, okay, not when because we, none of us know when. None of us know when the end times is coming. None of us. And then it says, but where? And that's not, but where you're going to be, or you're going to be at McDonald's or somewhere like that. That's not what it means. It means where are you going to be in your life with your relationship with Jesus Christ? Are you going to heaven? Or are you going to hell? Because that's all it is. There's no in-between. There's heaven and there's hell. So where are we going to be at? Can you put up that scripture, please? Now, the Lord put this on my heart. And you know, I don't, when Paul wrote this letter, I don't believe he was trying to uh, put doubt in people's mind about their salvation. I believe he was just trying to, to make people realize and understand, um, to look at themselves, to examine themselves. Yet, if we read it, it, it could bring out different things. But th they were doubting that, that Paul was talking from the Spirit of God. They were doubting him. And he said, examine yourself to see whether you are in faith. Test yourself. Do you not realize that Christ Jesus is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. Examine yourself. And that's what I'm going to ask you to do right now throughout the re rest of what the Lord's put on my heart to share. I want each one of you to examine yourself. 
Because the Lord has put salvation on my heart. He wants me to tell people about him. He wants me to tell people about the gospel. He wants me to tell people how to be saved. It's, it's about the Lord Jesus. It's not about me or anything that I'm doing, but it's about him. But he wants you to examine yourself. See whether you are in the faith. Test yourself. Test yourself. Look at yourself before God. Look at yourself what's going on in your life. Look at yourself right now and the struggles you're facing in, in the world. What, what's going through in your life right now. And look at it. And I'm not saying that I want it to be clear that I'm not saying that I know anyone's salvation. Because salvation is between you and God. Each one of us. And I'm not saying that anyone can lose salvation because I don't believe that. I believe once you're saved, you're always saved. I do believe in my heart that there's a lot of people that think they might be saved and they're not. I do believe that because the Lord keeps on pushing that on me and pushing that on me. And he wants me to tell people because I, I go to a lot of rehab programs and I see lostness and, and sickness and, and, and hurts and habits and hang-ups. And I see a lot of this. And some of these people were saved when they were young. And again, I'm not saying you don't know what, your, you know what your salvation is. You know if you're saved in your heart. You know if God lives in you. You know that. Because you should have that feeling of salvation. That feeling, that love. That power that lives in us. But he goes on and says, Do you not realize that Christ Jesus in you, is in you? Unless, of course, you fail the test. We don't have to fail the test. Salvation is for all of us. Each and every one of us. It's a free gift that, that our Lord Jesus went and died on the cross for us. That he gave his life for us. People that, well, I ain't going to say people. Me, of course, that I did not deserve it. So, the end times... If y'all want to turn to Ephesians, y'all be safe for the rest of the message. I'm all, uh, <laughs> I am going to uh, turn to one thing, and I'm just going to read something real quick. And it comes from Timothy, 2 Timothy. And this is, this is talking about the end times, okay? And it says, but mark this, there will be terrible times in the, in the last days. People will be lovers of themselves. Lovers of money, boastful, proud, abusive, disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, unholy, without love, unforgiving, slanderous, without self-control, brutal, not lovers of good, treacherous, rash, conceited, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power, have nothing to do with such people. This is talking about what's going to happen in the end times. And you say, well, that was wrote so many years ago, and this has been going on and on and on and on. It has been going on, because the end times are eventually going to happen. But do you see the words that are here, what's going on in our world today? 
And if you want to really get with it, you can go to Matthew 24, 3 and 14 and read that later. Because it tells about all these things that's happening. About everybody's against everybody. Everybody's for their self. Everybody wants what they want. Everybody wants the desires of their flesh. Everybody wants all these things for themselves, but they're not living for God anymore. Come on. And this is what the Lord's put on my heart. Just to let y'all know that he loves us still. He loves us. He loves us and wants us to be his children. He gives us the spirit, a spirit that lives in us. I'm going to be reading out of Ephesians in different, different areas. But the Lord, once we're saved, gives us a spirit that lives inside of us. With the Spirit, Christ Jesus is in us. Unless, of course, we fail the test. I still want y'all to think about that scripture. And it says in Ephesians 2, 17. It says, He came to preach peace to you who were far away. And preach to those who were near. To preach to people that were far away and near. No matter how far away you are. No matter what dark pit you are in. No matter what your struggles are. You're facing. It could be any kind of addiction. Because I'm going to tell you. The more I read about it. Addiction is anything that separates us from God. If we're struggling with something. And it's not. We're, I mean. It can be an addiction. It's separating us from God. So no matter how far away or how near you are. For through him we both have access to the Father by one, son, by one spirit. Because Jesus died on the cross and gave us the spirit. We have access to the Father now. Consequently you are no longer foreigners or strangers but fellow citizens with God's people. Also members of his household. Built on a foundation of the apostles, the prophets with Christ Jesus himself as a chief cornerstone. So we're built on Jesus. We should be, our relationship should be built on Jesus as the cornerstone, the footer, the foundation. The, the thing that holds us to the ground, that, that gives us strength. In him, the whole building is joined together and rises to become a holy temple in the Lord. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by the, his spirit. Wait a minute now. And in him, you too are being built together to become a dwelling in which God lives by his spirit. Once we have salvation, God is living in us. And I would encourage everybody. 
I'm, I'm sure y'all have read the book of Ephesians, but I would encourage each and every one of you to get from the front to the back of it and read it and read it and read it and read it. Because I think as Christians, sometimes we don't really know what kind of strength we have. The Spirit of God who raised Jesus from the dead lives inside of us. I mean, how powerful is that? Why do we fear? Why do we fear these things of this world? When the Spirit of God, the creator of the universe, lives inside of us. I mean, how can we fear? So when we're examining ourselves, we need to realize that we need to see Jesus in our life. Again, it ain't about just going to church one time a week. It's about having fellowship with him. A personal relationship with Jesus Christ every day of our life. Picking up the word, making time for him, praying, understanding, and reading the word. I'm going to read another scripture out of Ephesians. And it comes from Ephesians 1, and it starts off on 17. <clears throat> and this is a prayer that Paul prayed. But it, as I get down to the end, I'm going to key on a word, and it's for this day too. It's for all of us. It wasn't just back then, it's for all of us. I keep asking that God... Of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, may give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know him better. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened in order that you may know the hope to which, you, which he has called you and the riches of his glorious inheritance in the holy people. Let me back up right here. It says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. The eyes of our heart is what we put in here. If we put in the world in here, that's what our heart's going to be striving for. If we put this in here, our eyes of our heart, this is what's going to be there. This is the stuff we're going to feel and trust and love and, and imagine. So when we're, we need to clarify Make sure we are putting the right things in the eyes of our heart. And his, his incomparable great power for us who believe. That power is the same as the mighty strength he exerted when he, when he raised Christ from the dead and seated him at the right hand in the heavenly realm. Far above all rule authority, power, and dominion in every, every name that is invoked not only in the present age but also in the one to come. So not even just then but now too in the present age. So all these powers that he's talking about is Jesus, the Spirit, living in us so again how can we fear how can we not realize that when we do wrong 
And, and, and I know we all do wrong because in Romans uh, 3.23, it talks about for all sin and fall short of the glory of God. Uh, in Romans uh, 3.10, I think it is, no, no one is righteous, not even one. But it talks about these things, okay? It's letting us know that we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. And, and, and there's no doubt. With the Holy Spirit living in us, how come we can't fix that at all? If, if, if we're sinning and we, and we know it's a sin and, and, and the Lord's convicting us in our heart, why do we keep on going over that same sin and sin and sin? Not to say we won't sin and find another sin because that's in our flesh and that's our desire that we have. But why can't we fix these, these sins? Just like if we um, eat something. And, and it makes us sick to our stomach, okay? It makes us sick to our stomach. If we're in that sin, and you know it's a sin, it should be making you sick in your stomach. Because the Holy Spirit is living in us. The Spirit of God is living in us. So we should recognize that when we sin, we should want to fix the sin. And not continue to live in that same sin. Over and over and over again. That's what, a, that's what the relationship with Jesus is about. Our, our relationship is a growth process. It's not that I got saved yesterday and, oh, I am a light shining on me and everything's great. I don't have a worry in the world. That's not what it's about. It's about having a growth and a relationship with Jesus continuously through our life. Until one day, what happens? We pass this life and go to heaven, and we have eternal life with him in, in heaven. I'm going to read one more scripture, and it comes from Ephesians again. And it comes from Ephesians 4. Verses 17. So I tell you this and insist on it. The Lord that you must, excuse me, that you must no longer live as the Gentiles do in the fertility of their thinking. They are darkened in their understanding and separate, separated from the life of God because of the... Uh, Excuse me, separated from the life of God because of their arrogance that is in due, due to the hardness of their hearts, have lost sensitivity. They have given themselves over to sensual, sensuality so as to indulge in every kind of impurity. They are full of greed. And this is what happens. <clears throat> we, we start trying to drift back into the world and start. Because in all reality, the world is the easiest place to live because it's, it's so free. Everybody wants, you know, to have all these uh, material things that we can get and different things like that. And it, it, the world wants it to look like it's easy because the devil don't want you if he's already got you. It's when we become a child of God 
that you start seeing all these different things. And it's a fight. And it's a fight every day. And I'm not saying it's easy, but we have Jesus that lives in us. We have the Spirit of God that we can fight these battles with. But the world would have you believe that it's not worth it. But it is worth it. Because he tells us that we have eternal life. And we have eternal life in him. So, I guess today... that if you don't know Jesus and if you're struggling with anything it can be any kind of addiction that separates you from God it can be anything that you're going through with your family it could be health it could be anything let Jesus have it let him have your life if you have surrendered to him You've already given the life to him. And he has given you life. So give it to him. Live in a, a full relationship with him. Don't fight your struggles by yourself. There, there's no need for it. He's there for us. The struggles that we face, most of the time, we're facing because we're not turning to Jesus. We're not letting him have what he wants. Because he wants us to surrender to him. And that means surrender everything to him. And I'm going to read one more in 2 Corinthians 13, verse 11. No one has to turn there. Finally, brothers and sisters, rejoice. Strive for full restoration. Encourage one another. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace will be with you. Strive for full restoration. He wants to take, you know, one thing that I've realized, God has created each and every one of us just the way we are. Now, does he want you to live with those struggles and stuff that you're facing? No. He don't want that. He wants, what does it say? Strive for full restoration. He wants to take that and put you back where he had you, where he wants you. Because you know why? The Lord has a plan for everybody. Each and every person here and in the world, he has a plan. And if we don't give him ourselves, how are we going to follow and understand what that plan is? Because the world's not going to let you understand what that plan is. The only thing the world is going to let you understand, it's okay to live without Jesus. But it's not okay to live without Jesus. The only thing that's going to get us to heaven is Jesus. His blood. The resurrection. So please remember that. Please remember that. Don't go another day if you don't have him. And if you've got struggles in your life, please turn them over to him. Let him have them. There's no reason to continue to be alone and fight a fight that you can't win without him. I want y'all to know that I love you and I thank y'all for listening. But most of all, 
turn your life to Jesus. If you already have salvation, is it ever enough? I fight every day because it's never enough. I can't give him back enough. There's no way I can possibly give him what he deserves. But give him everything you can. Thank y'all.